Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. These stories contain distressing themes and brief descriptions of violence. This content is not suitable for children and listener discretion is advised. Night had fallen on the woods near Carrigadridion in Conwy, Wales, when two brothers were collecting wood for their campfire. As one of the men rummaged on the forest floor, he found some bones. Unsure at first, there was no doubt when nearby, he came across a human skull. I'm Benjamin Fitton, and this is Murder Town. The Clochainog Forest in Wales is so dense with conifer trees that if you wander too far from the path, it's easy to lose all sense of direction. When the wind drops, the thick carpet of pine needles and moss covering the forest floor deadens all sound. Most of the original conifer forest was planted in 1830 and cut down during the First World War to provide wooden props for the trenches and coal mines. By 1930, the Forestry Commission began replanting. Throughout the 20th century, the forest grew in stages to what is now 5,500 acres of woodland, open moors and reservoirs and lakes. Every November, the winding roads through Clochainog Forest are closed off for the Wales Rally GB. The roads near Kerrigadridion are two of the rally's most challenging driving stages. On Saturday, November 14th, 2015, two brothers there for the rally set up camp in the woods just off a crest in the road near Llanbrenig Reservoir. As they went to set up a fire and have a few beers, one of the brothers walked among the trees to find firewood. Just a few feet in, he saw some bones that at first could have been anything. Then he saw the unmistakable shape of a human skull, covered in moss and concealed by heavy undergrowth. At 8.35pm, the brothers called North Wales Police. The following day saw the beginning of a painstaking crime scene investigation that would take five weeks to complete. A section of the forest was cordoned off, 
and tarpaulins were put up to protect the area from torrential rain. Investigators cut down trees and scoured every inch of vegetation and undergrowth by hand as police stood guard 24 hours a day. Forensic anthropologists and botanists studied the remains to establish the age and cause of death, while plant growth around the site would shed light on how long the person had likely been there. Locals waited for answers, but police were tight-lipped. The early news was that the victim was male, and the level of decomposition suggested he had been there for a significant time. Some members of the community and the police were still haunted by a similarly grim discovery in the same part of Clacanog Forest 20 years earlier. Then in 1995, 28-year-old Edward Carthy's remains were found near where the police tape now haphazardly circled the cypress trees. Edward was the youngest victim of notorious serial killer Peter Moore, and the only one of Moore's victims to have been found in that forest. As forensic testing was underway, Edward Carthy's death wasn't far from the minds of those that lived through the horror of that year when Moore murdered four men. With the crime scene investigation finalised, a near-complete skeleton was recovered from the undergrowth with no evidence pointing to the man's identity. Until pathology results came in, all police knew for sure was that seeing as that part of the forest was only developed in 1985, their John Doe had to have been killed in the last 30 years. Early examinations prompted Detective Superintendent John Hansen of North Wales Police to publicly speak out. Quote, the as yet unidentified man sustained serious head trauma, and whilst the circumstances of his death are unknown at this time, the injuries indicate that death is suspicious. I am conscious at this stage that the description of the man is very limited. However, I would still ask if anyone in the community can help us identify this man to police contact North Wales Police. No one came forward with any information that could help police identify him. Only small fragments of other evidence was found at the scene. A few scraps of badly decomposed clothing, a greenish-coloured woolen jumper, and the fabric remnants and label from a pair of men's Marks & Spencer underwear. The label listed size large, part of a three-piece set. Finally, studies of plant growth and decomposition helped narrow down a time frame. Rather than as far back as 1985, it was suggested that the man had been killed or more likely killed elsewhere and dumped at the location sometime between 1995 and 2005, so he had been there at least 10 years. His cause of death? Blunt trauma to the head. Little by little, a picture emerged of who was by now known as the Cloganog Forest Man. 
Examinations of his teeth and specialist radiocarbon dating found he was born before 1950, making him at least 54, but likely in his 60s. At the time of his death, he was between 5 foot 8 inches and 5 foot 10 inches tall and would have been well built. He had an existing injury to his spine, fused vertebrae with arthritis of the spine, and another inflammatory joint condition that affected his back and some other joints. These would have caused him some pain and limited mobility. In addition, he had previously broken his nose and had a possible injury to his left wrist. As each piece of information was added to John Doe's profile, police continued combing missing person files, but nothing matched. A complete DNA profile was obtained from the skeletal remains, but all searches on the National DNA Database and with the UK Missing Person Bureau came up with no matches. A partial match could also be found through familial DNA searches, trying to find a relative who may have their DNA on a criminal database, but nothing came up. A forensic odontologist attempting to post-mortem dental identification found that the Cloganog Forest man, as he would be known from then on, had undergone extensive dental work. In particular, he had undergone two highly distinctive dental procedures. Police released a photo of the man's jaw, bone and teeth. Quote, we believe the male had crown work undertaken and the procedure is thought to have been commonly used in the UK between 1980 and 2000. One crown was plastic, badly worn and had remedial filling work. It is unusual for temporary crowns to be filled. The man had lost several teeth during his life. All his back molars were missing earlier in life which suggested he'd not had good dental care, but followed on with extensive work in later years. Forensic odontologist Dr John Rosie believed it was high-quality work done in the UK, prompting police to publish information in dentistry journals. They described the highly distinctive and involved work, appealing for any dentist familiar with it between 1980 and 2000 to come forward. No one came forward to claim the work. Police were not any closer to identifying their victim and were concerned he had been murdered with no friends or family to notice he was missing. Ten months after the discovery of the Clocainog Forest Man, Crime Watch released an appeal on a segment of the show. The two brothers who had found the remains appeared, hoping that someone might remember something or be compelled to call in a tip. One spoke of being reminded of the man's death daily and the sorrow he felt he had lost his life and been left without being found for so long. The other brother expressed his sadness that people had driven those roads every day, not realising he was there. It was only by complete chance that they had decided to light a fire at that exact spot. To coincide with the Crime Watch release, 
Elise utilized the expertise of forensic artists at Facelab, releasing a digital artist's impression of what the Clochanog Forest Man may have looked like at the time of his death. Even though it's possible he was as young as 54, they still believed it more likely he was in his 60s and released imagery of what he would have looked like in his 50s, 60s and 70s. Detective Superintendent Davis reminded the public that there will be a loved one, friends, family that may recognize this person. Professor Caroline Wilkinson, director of Facelab, described how they created the likeness. Quote, We look at the skull's shape and size, and from the shape of the muscles and measurements, we predict the shape of the face. We take measurements and assess the teeth to tell us about the lips, the sides and base of the skull to tell us about the ears, and the orbits to tell us about the eyes. The face is quite a strong male face. It has quite deep-set eyes, and although the nose has been previously broken, it looks quite straight. Because of the loss of quite a number of teeth, he would have sunken cheeks too. The one thing they can't be sure of is the colour of his eyes, his skin or hair. After Crime Watch, police received 60 calls from the public. Detective Superintendent Davis said, Once we get the name, we can work on why this person became a victim, who would be responsible for that, and why they want to have killed him but none of the leads led to any identification. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Five months later, in March 2017, 
police revealed they had visited serial killer Peter Moore, who was housed in HMP Wakefield in West Yorkshire. Moore had written a letter claiming the Kleganog Forest man was a mature-age male student from Aberystwyth University who had disappeared in 1996. In custody at the time, they knew he couldn't have been responsible for the murder itself, but entertained Moore's claims. A journalist from the Daily Post did some digging and found that a 46-year-old man from Braidley near Stoke-on-Trent disappeared in January 1996. Roger Evans was in his first year of economics at Aberystwyth University. Peter Moore ran an adult cinema in North Wales when he was arrested in December 1995 for the murder of four men. Dubbed the Man in Black, he was known to stalk his victims wearing all black clothing. He committed a series of violent sexual assaults on men for over 40 years, culminating in the stabbing murders of Henry Roberts, Edward Carthy, Keith Randalls and Tony Davis. And it was Edward Carthy whose remains were found in Clochanog Forest near where the forest man was. Police told Moore that his suggestion that their victim was Roger Evans was impossible. They had narrowed down the forest man's date of death further than they had done before, initially believing he had been killed sometime between 1995 and 2005. Further forensic testing revealed something new and that something meant that there was no way he could have been killed as far back as 1996, and therefore could not be Roger Evans. Fibres from his clothing remnants had been forensically tested. The label and maroon-coloured yarns found on the Marks and Spencer underwear were found to match a line that M&S produced in 1999. This meant that there was no chance he could have been wearing these any earlier than that year. So the years of death moved between 1999 and 2005. Then there was the green woolen jumper that was found close to the remains and assumed to be his. Knowing it was made of green wool, detectives searched for clothing brands they might be able to cross-match with the fibres they had from the jumper. After a painstaking process, forensic experts found that the fibres were an exact match to a green jumper produced by Pringle. The manufacturers went back into their records, determining that this exact jumper was sold in their UK stores between 2000 and 2004. This showed the likelihood that the body had been left at that location after 2000, and possibly as late as 2010. With the latest date range, police went to the public again. In October 2017, as the second anniversary approached, North Wales Police made another appeal, admitting that despite extensive inquiries and new information, they were still in the dark about the man's identity. Posters were put up with the face lab images reading, Do you recognise the above facial reconstruction? 
and Detective Superintendent Yeston Davis from the North Wales Police said in a statement, Forensic tests have established that he was a victim of murder, and we have had a facial reconstruction completed. We are making this appeal to coincide with the running of the rally to maximise publicity in the hope that someone may recognise the male from the reconstruction. Despite not knowing his identity, we have been able to establish that he was born prior to 1950. He was well built and around 5 feet 9.5 inches tall. He had a number of crowns to his front teeth and it is likely that he suffered with lower back problems and stiffness. We are prioritising the period between 2004 to 2010. I stress, however, that this is our priority period and we are not ruling out that the victim was left at the location prior to 2004. Based on all the evidence collected, we have a really effective means of eliminating names put forward in this case, and would therefore encourage anyone who thinks they know the true identity of this man to come forward. If anyone believes they know the identity of the male, we would be very grateful if they could contact us on 101 quoting Operation Tractile, or by calling Crime Stoppers. That was five years ago, and the Cloganog Forest man is still unidentified, and his killer never found. By 2010, it was realised that advances in familial DNA technology could help put names to previously unidentified remains. This prompted North Wales Police to set up Operation Orchid, a team dedicated to resolving Doe cases, and over the next 11 years they would discover the identities of three people who had been found between 1983 and 1994. Although found in Wales, all had come from Ireland. Another unidentified man whose decomposed body washed ashore on a beach at Abu Dhabi in December 1982 became the focus of Operation Orchid in 2021. Developments in the case provided the first strong lead in nearly 40 years. Police hoped that a long-term missing person recently brought to their attention may have been a match. However, the only way to confirm was to exhume the remains for DNA testing to compare with the missing person's family. Unfortunately, that man continues to remain on the national database of unidentified remains, meaning he was not a match to that family. His remains were returned to the grave once again unnamed. His DNA was kept on file. The UK Missing Persons Unit and National Crime Agency lists 31 cases of unidentified remains still unsolved in Wales. Of the 30, 28 of these are men. All have died under suspicious or unknown circumstances, and all are unnamed. One is the Cocainog Forest Man. Sign up now to Crime and Investigation Play, the only dedicated true crime streaming service to watch brand new episodes of the TV show Murder Town. 
To start your free trial, head to crimeinvestigation.co.uk forward slash play forward slash murder town. Once your free trial ends, you only have to pay the low monthly fee of £3.99, or you can purchase an annual plan for just £39.99. That's 12 months for 10. Again, head to crimeinvestigation.co.uk forward slash play forward slash murder town. UK customers only. TNCs apply. 18 plus. Subscription required. Payment taken if trial not cancelled. Murder Town is a Crime and Investigation original podcast. Hosted by me, Benjamin Fitton. Written and researched by Anna Priestland. Edited by Joel Porter. Produced by Kim Sargent. And series produced by Sam Pearson. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.